Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to unlock the knowledge. Today, we're going to be talking about some Star Wars news and, of course, Ahsoka. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny. Welcome, apprentices, acolytes, and way seekers to unlock the knowledge. The podcast heard all around the galaxy. And of course, you coming in to the Dark Temple, visited by Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many of the Force sensitives like yourself. I am Lord Dagavir. Let's get talking to some Star Wars knowledge. Yes, fam. So there's been a couple rumors going around today, uh, this entire week, and most notably, it's about Star Wars Eclipse. And for those of you that do not know, Star Wars Eclipse probably had one of the greatest Star Wars trailers of all time. I remember watching that. I remember, I mean, honestly, I sit there and I will like look at this trailer maybe like once a month because I feel like the soundtrack inside that trailer was amazing the way the CGI looked. It was by far one of the most original takes I think a Star Wars video game had taken ever. But the issue with Star Wars Eclipse is it's made by a dev, of course, that has a lot of misogyny in it. There's a lot of really not so great people in there and I always heard that it was the lead developer that uh, wasn't really the greatest person in the world, but after I had done a little bit of research and seen some other people talk about it and heard just about the controversies of how these people treat other people, um, it seems like uh, I'm not sure if this game is ever going to come out. Uh, but the rumor essentially is that Star Wars Eclipse is set to launch in 2026, but it's very possible that it's going to be delayed even further. And for those of you that do not know, this company, this game dev, that ended up releasing this studio, this uh, released this trailer, they created this trailer. They spent money on this trailer to generate hype for the video game. And of course, all they really did was, you know, they created some hype, but they also created a lot of controversy because of course, um, the the people that are inside this dev studio and the issues that they've created for other people and their political views. So um, I feel like with all of that, you know, there's, there's essentially a cloud of controversy that is, I think that's ultimately gonna uh, be the undoing for this game. And I, I'm not sure if, they're still hiring. I'm not sure if they've hired people to make this video game, but the, I, I I really do feel like with how Star Wars video games have uh, the de the developing cycle and you know the release cycle, and then of course you know we have Star Wars Star Wars Outlaws right now. There's an FPS game that's also being uh, de uh, developed by Respawn. And then of course we have the the strategy game that I think that's also being developed. And I, I don't think that's a respawn game. I think that's someone, some other developer that's talking about it. Uh, but we'll have to see later in the future. This game specifically got so much attention brought to it. And there are so many people that do not want to see this uh, dev studio be successful with this video game. And I, and I think that ultimately is since there's so much, there's a huge clash, right? There's a huge conflict uh, be, be, because of this dev studio and their culture. I don't see it ever happening, man. I do not see this game ever seeing the light of day. I'm, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong it's, it, because I want to see the Star Wars game. I think that this, I think all Star Wars projects need a chance to prove themselves. And I think that they need, you know, give, give them a chance, you know, give them a chance essentially to see how this video game is because not everybody in that studio is, is shitty. Um, but, but if they are, well, then that's just tragic. And I, I hope that this game gets sold off to somebody else, honestly. Uh, because the fact that I feel like Lucasfilm even allowed this dev to acquire a license and an IP from Star Wars, I, I think is also very questionable. How did that even happen in the first place? But from the game itself, okay? Disconnecting it from all of its problems and, and all the people that are around there and they're terrible. I, I feel like Star Wars Eclipse 
had so much potential. And it had so much potential because it was also in one of the greatest eras of Star Wars recently that has been published is the High Republic. And there's a lot of people that hate the High Republic, but I, I think a lot of those people have not read the High Republic. I think they're just Knights of the Old Republic fanboys, uh, fans that just really want to see more of the Old Republic, and I totally understand that. I, I think that it's about time that we get some Old Republic content in the new Star Wars canon. Uh, but I think that their love and their eagerness to see the Old Republic is also honestly overshadowing how great the High Republic is. And the High Republic is not the greatest thing ever, but there are some fantastic stories, there are amazing characters, and I think that era is perfect for a Star Wars video game. I've always talked about how that game, that, that era, possibly could have an MMO, because Star Wars The Old Republic already has uh, quite a few video games, and then it has Star Wars The Old Republic as well, which is an MMO, and I think, I don't want to say that Star Wars The Old Republic has had its time, it definitely has not, but I think there's opportunity for other genres and other arcs inside of Star Wars, especially with the timelines. You know, you can go forward in time, then you can go, of course, uh, way back in time to the Dawn of the Jedi that we're going to see that movie as well. And then, of course, the Old Republic and then the High Republic. And I specifically remember uh, a lot of screenshots, a lot of frames from this trailer. And I remember the two Jedi that were either sparring or they were fighting one another. And I can't remember if they were on Yavin or something that looked like Yavin, it was so beautifully depicted, it was so beautifully created with the sun going down, it was as if, like, the galaxy was changing in that moment in time, because you know how the Force works, you know how uh, light side and dark side, Ashla and Bogan, and I love to see the two Jedi spar, and I, and what, what also stood out to me the most was their robes, their Jedi robes, it was so elegant, so beautiful, and it did really represent so well that hierarchy, right, that higher frame of the Jedi in its peak, it's high time and I, and I loved those robes I think the High Republic does so well better than a lot of the other Star Wars uh, eras I think it's also expression you know the ability to look so much different from everybody else and I and that's what I love so much I think that's probably one of the greatest points the strongest point of the Old Republic or excuse me the High Republic is that the Jedi's look so different you know uh, the lightsabers look different their robes look different uh, everything just about them really does gleam and, and, and has this like, hey, you know, I'm a Jedi. This is who I am. I'm the guardian of the entire the entire universe here and this is this is who I am. I'm I'm an administrator of the Republic, you know, I'm supposed to be about the light side and, and, and steering people onto the right way and, and stopping the galaxy from going into calamity. And I felt like the appearance of the Jedi's really did uh, embody that. Uh, that that emphasis was very strongly put into their creation and their identity, and that's what I love so much. And I think that's why I like the trailer so much, because there was also some incredible factions that I've never seen before. Some of them weren't weren't really Star Wars looking, but they looked awesome. And I remember the, I, I don't know if it was a syndicate or some type of corporation, you know, they're all kind of marching and walking to the camera, and they're, they're like black and gold, they look so cool. You can totally tell these are probably some of the, the nastier people inside the story. And then, of course, you have those original aliens that kind of look like Voldemort, <laughs> you know, or Darth Plagueis, like a combination of them two, and they're doing the drums. The music was outstanding. And then, of course, the really big space battles. And then I think there was also a Nemoidian that was also from the Trade Federation. Uh, you know, they just really encompassed a lot of really awesome aspects of Star Wars because there was, there was parts of that trailer that looked phenomenal in, in terms of like how Star Wars looks. And they really did capture that Star Wars look, but they also brought in things that were so 
new that we've never seen before. And I think that's why I enjoyed watching that trailer so much. That trailer, I, I, I can't stop talking about it. You know, I always think about, I, I always think about how amazing the Star Wars stuff is and the potential of it and the expression of it, you know, and of course the multiplayer aspect, if I could also have my character because I love making my own character and being my own character in the universe and experiencing those things in the, in the galaxy. And I'm just not sure if this specific Star Wars game is ever going to happen, you know? I, I, I really... I, I just, it's very hard for me to believe that it's going to happen. I, I think that at some point it can, but I think, but I think 2026 is going to be too early. I, 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 I may think that this video game is going to be like a Final Fantasy Star Wars game where it's just going to be in development for so long. And that's okay. You know, if it, if it's slow and it takes forever, that's fine. Because honestly, they need to do that. They need to stop uh promoting star wars game. they need to stop releasing any type of information for video games i feel like until there is gameplay because i feel like the more that you do this the more opportunity there is for failure or for the game not to look exactly the way that it's being presented and i think star wars outlaws has done a fantastic job of that so far because not only did we get a live action trailer, you know, not a live action trailer, a, li a CGI trailer, which was phenomenal. It looked like Blur Studios, you know, the old Star Wars Old Republic uh, type of cinematics that we get that we've all known and loved for the last 10 years. We get that trailer for Star Wars Outlaws. And then the next day, we also have a gameplay reveal. And I think that is the best way to do that because now you get to see how fast the game is. You get to see how the mechanics work. You get to see the in-game engine and how the cinematics are going to work for, for the cutscenes. Uh, like that is the best way to promote the game. You don't give them a <clears throat> a, a type of uh, Let's say like that. That's why I feel like what the flaw was with Star Wars the Old Republic the MMO that came out about 10 years ago was We all had the amazing fantastic cinematics that come out right the battles were insane and everybody was just like Don't make a video game just make a movie because that's how we felt you know We felt like it was so damn good, but I also wanted an MMO and then you see the graphics of Star Wars The Old Republic, and it was really toony. Very, very toony looking, you know? And to this day, I, I, I don't really like the way it looks. I mean, it is Star Wars, and I enjoy that, but I, I feel like that is also one thing. You get someone so excited. I think that trailer had come out maybe like six or seven months before there was a first gameplay look at it. And, you know, that blur studio, that cinematic was amazing. And then you see the type of type of gameplay and you know the gameplay is also pretty slow it was also slower for that time and that in that era that it came out with everyone was comparing it to world of warcraft and i think final fantasy was out at some time there was a lot of uh there was a lot of pretty solid mmos that i feel like that game uh, really didn't look as good as right and then of course it's just the the look of it the feel of it and how hype the hype essentially delivered such set the tone set the bar so freaking high and then you get that underwhelming gameplay reveal. But I think with Star Wars Outlaws is over time that we have learned that a lot of gamers, they like these trailers, but they also want to see what the game is going to look like. They want to know what they're going to be living in, right? And playing. And, and I feel like Star Wars Outlaws did that really well. And I hope we get to see more of that because even with Star Wars Eclipse and how fantastic that game was, we have not seen a look of gameplay. We've only seen a couple of the assets that they had and that all came from the stills from the trailer, the CGI trailer that they gave us, and albeit that trailer is probably one of the greatest Star Wars trailers ever created, 
the fact of the matter stands is we're not going to be seeing that game for a long time. I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to have any other information come out about this game for years. And while it does say that they're thinking of the earliest 2026, I really don't think you're going to see any type of marketing for that game until then. And uh, that's also terrible because, you know, with, with studios and dev studios and the way they are, they need to make money. And they're just paying these game devs for so long. I mean, you may even see the, the entire project just dissolve and become nothing and put shelved up there. Just like we've seen with so many other Star Wars games like Star Wars 1313 and the Uncharted-like game for Star Wars that we were supposed to get and then we never did because, you know, rights and money and people just like to cancel things. So... Yeah, that's, uh, that's all sad and it's all tragic, and uh, it's hard not to talk about it because uh, the game is fantastic, man. The game already looks awesome, and I just wish people weren't total pieces of poop, and we could just have video games and enjoy stuff, you know? But yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope it comes out, uh, and, you know, may the Force be with you, I guess, right? Star Wars Eclipse, because I don't know what else is going to happen here. Uh, cool thing is, is Star Wars Galaxy for the Mandalorian did come out recently, and I've watched it twice. I'm probably going to watch it a couple more times. I don't know if anybody else enjoys behind the scenes as much as I do for Star Wars, but I just like seeing the, the personal point of Star Wars. I like to see how much the actors really care about roles. You know, I like to see little tidbits of things and, of course, how they create uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the set pieces. You know, uh, one of my favorite things that I love watching, of course, is behind the scenes for the Disney Gallery for Season 2. And the opening of the Mandalorian, the first episode of season two, which is how they made the crate dragon. I love seeing the depth. I love seeing that, and of course the art that we get later. And that's one thing I started to realize too. You know, is we have not gotten an art book for the Book of Boba Fett, and we have not gotten an art book for Andor. We haven't got uh, any type of uh, lookbooks, right? So I think what what we call what do they call the visual dictionaries, right? Visual dictionaries, I feel like, are something that we should get more of. And we haven't got any of that for any of the TV, to the TV series. And we get those for the movies and things like that. You know, there was a Rogue One one. There was a Rogue One one. There was a Rogue One visual dictionary. There was a Solo one as well. And of course, for all the new movies, we got one as well. But we haven't got any of that for The Mandalorian and Andor and Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett, uh, Bad Batch, things like that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how expensive these things are to make, but I think that uh, it's just bringing everybody together and and I do work with a little bit of marketing and I do understand a little bit of how you know getting the collaborators right getting a, getting a lot of the directors and the artists that worked previously it's very hard to get in contact with these people it's also very hard finding art or the concept art and things like that that were for a project that you really don't have access to anymore these people are also working on other things you know you know it's not just Lucasfilm you know some of these artists and stuff like that are the same people that work on Marvel and a lot of these other big big films as well so it's, it's very difficult to go out and email them and talk to them <clears throat> especially if what you were going to do or what you want to do is like from a project that was like a year or two years ago the industry moves very very fast and they're always working on things and they're always trying to you know pay rent and get their money and a lot of the stuff is commission based so they really don't have a lot of time I feel like to go back and, and have all these assets from before and a lot of time too is like Sometimes the artists keep those things. Sometimes the directors keep those things. Sometimes the studio keeps these assets and they're all displaced and misorganized and you have to go and find them. You know, are they on G drives? Are they on servers? Are they in physical physical form somewhere in some storage facility at some at some old rundown production studio? 
you know, there's um, there's a lot of these things that I feel like get left and forgotten, and I think that's another reason why we just don't really get a lot of these books and, and, and media assets, and I think that's a, a big struggle. And it's also sad because, you know, for someone like me that loves concept art, I love looking at a lot of this new concept art because I fell in love with The Mandalorian, and so now I need every single, you know, art piece in, in Star Wars because I like to see where it comes from. Where it, where it originated from, and then of course, a lot of these pieces that are in these concept arts, they, they, they don't get used, you know? And then they get picked up for a video game, or this character is actually uh, originated from the concept art that never got used from, you know? And then of course you look at like uh, the Rise of Skywalker concept art, <clears throat> and it's so funny how Zori Bliss actually has a concept art piece where she's sitting in her bed in a chair exactly like Bo-Katan is in Mandalorian Season 3. And it's so funny how many people have loved Bo-Katan sitting in her in her chair like that on her in her home where Din Djarin goes to see her. That was a huge meme. Everybody really enjoyed that and loved that. That one creator made that TikTok of that. <clears throat> but I, th I don't think people really understand like what the precur precursor was to that. And Zori Bliss is like that in Rise of Skywalker uh, concept art. Which I actually, I'm probably going to make a TikTok about it because I think it's so cool. Who did it better? You know, the first or the second? And uh, I, I love seeing that. But but it, it, this is just a, a small fraction. This is just a small portion of things that I really enjoy in the Star Wars galaxy. And I hope we get to see more of it, fam, because uh, Ahsoka has is, is on its way. Ahsoka is right here with Season 5. And it seems like it's going to be Season 5 with Rebels. Everyone's kind of talking about that. Some people are a little surprised. But I feel like it's it's not. You know, Ahsoka has been around for a long time. And I think Star Wars Rebels also deserves, you know, it, it deserves its kudos, fam. Because that is a fantastic show. And I feel like its highs are some of the best storytelling in Star Wars. So Ahsoka absolutely deserves all of this. And I hope we do get some visual dictionary. I hope, I hope we get a bunch of concept art. Because that's the one thing I like looking at. I like to go deeper into seeing this. And... I don't know how many seasons of Ahsoka that we're going to get. I kind of feel like we're only going to get two, if that. But, you know, maybe there's more. Because when I think about Ahsoka, it's obviously so confined, right, in its little realm. And it is in the Mandoverse, as people like to say, that post-era of Return of the Jedi. But when I think about it, right, this specifically is going to be coordinated and ultimately affiliated with the Mandalorian, and the Heir to the Empire movie. So, how much of Ahsoka are we going to see? Are we going to be getting <clears throat> not just the merchandise of, like, shirts and, and uh, action figures and Funko Pops and things like that, which I'm very excited for because I need my Thrawn Funko Pop, you know, because I didn't get the Star Wars one, Star Wars Rebels one, but, like, you know, are we going to see a lot of the multimedia? You know, are we ever going to see a visual dictionary for this show? Are we ever going to see more concept art? What is the gallery going to be like when it's released for behind the scenes? And that's another thing, too, with, like, Ahsoka. I hope we get more of the behind the scenes for it, too, because when The Mandalorian first was released, we had, uh, I think it was six or seven, I think, episodes of the behind the scenes. I'm actually gonna check right now. And recently what they've done with a lot of the Mandalorian stuff for behind the scenes is we've only gotten one or two episodes. Yes, okay, so season one, wow, season one we have eight. Season one we have eight episodes. And, and you know, there's 33 minutes, 30, so it's, it's ultimately almost as much or around the same time. 
for season two, we got two episodes, and that was the making of season two, and then we got the making of the season finale, <clears throat> and that was almost two hours of entire assets of behind the scene. Now for season three, we only have an hour of this stuff, so you can see how much this stuff takes, uh, and I'm assuming it takes a lot of time and coordination to do these things, but we've definitely gotten lesser. So uh, I hope that that's not the same as we go forward. I think Boba Fett also has, has one as well, uh, but I'm not entirely sure um, if that was... Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Obi-Wan Kenobi got one. Yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi got one, and that is about, that's about an hour. Yeah, man. Oh. Oh, Andor didn't get one. We haven't got one for Andor. Right? Yes, we have not gotten one for Andor. See? Ooh, interesting. And Book of Boba Fett just got one episode, and that was 63 minutes long. So I, I, so I'm wondering if they're doing this on purpose because maybe they just don't want people to watch it, or they're worried about the, the viewage and maybe it wasn't so successful. Uh, but the fact that Kenobi has gotten one and Andor hasn't, I don't know, man. It's kind of scratching my head. You know, where's also the Andor concept art, too? But, again, I digress. Uh, I, I just want to see a lot of this stuff live. I, I want to see them uh, extend the life expectancy for a lot of these projects. And I think the best way to do that is continue creating assets for it. Continue, continue creating media for it. Let me see the props, you know? Let me see the concept art. Give me more Disney galleries and things like that for the characters and behind the scenes. They did. They, they have so many pieces for The Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, I just feel like every episode does need a little bit more time, especially with the one that a lot of people, I think it was the most controversial episode, which was which of course was with Lizzo and Jack Black. That episode got a lot of time, and I, it makes me appreciate and want to watch that episode again. And that's also because there's a lot of really good parts of that episode that I love, like of course, you know, the mention of Count Dooku and the uh, battle droids with the B-1 and the super battle droids, you know, the resistor, which is, of course, the droid, the droid bar, you know, things like that. Like, I, I love seeing the effort that goes into these projects, and I hope with Ahsoka and all these other futures, uh, future projects, you know, we get we get more of that because it makes me enjoy it. And, and I think a lot of people love seeing that, too. It's good for the content creators that get stuff to talk about more things to talk about. I don't know, man. I think everybody wins, of course, you know, but I don't, I don't know, maybe not in your in your wallets, I guess, Disney, because all this stuff is so expensive now. But I digress, fam. I hope you all enjoyed this, and I hope you all enjoyed coming into the Dark Temple, visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many of the Force Sensitives like yourself. I'm Lord Dagovir, fam, and this was Unlock the Knowledge. I'll see you around. Deuces.